0: Hello, this is Joe Kwan, The Connection Counselor. Today, on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hello, this is Joe, The Connection Counselor, and welcome to the final episode in our Revolution Week. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the difficulty of making lasting change. And I owe a huge debt of intellectual gratitude for all the concepts in Blueprint for Revolution by Sergio Popovich, which is uh, the book that has inspired and generated um, a lot of the concepts that we've been discussing uh, throughout this week. And today, I'm going to share my favorite sort of revolution concept, it actually comes from a different source. Uh, it's no longer from Blueprint for Revolution, but certainly um, that book is the one that inspired me to really start thinking about these principles and just the tremendous power uh, of change that people can make when they understand the principles of what's going on. So today's, uh, which is will be my favorite revolution concept um, is very much uh, in that same spirit uh, and vein. So this comes from, I think it was an article called uh, In Resilience Thinking, Sustaining Ecosystems and People in a Changing World um, by Brian Walker, who's a researcher with Australian National University, um, and also science writer David Salt. And what they talk about is the concept of a tipping point right so let me back up a second um, we all know uh, personal change is hard right it, it's really hard to to break out of bad habits or to start something new or to acquire a new skill it's much easier just to have inertia and, and go along as, as you're going along and if you extrapolate that out to organizations especially large organizations change can start to seem really really hard Right. To actually move or, you know, what do they call it, like turn the ship, you know, to actually turn that enormous ship can be extremely hard, Um, requires a lot of energy and a lot of time. And, you know, often um, you end up just going back the same way you were originally after um, a slight detour. And what they share in resilience thinking is just a brilliant brilliant metaphor or a visualization of how this might work and a tipping point. So picture a a basin with a ball kind of rolling around in the basin, right? And as the ball moves, those are different changes, right? Like that ball is dynamic, and it's active, and it's moving. But remember, it's still within that same basin. So it's still confined by um, the parameters of that basin, of that culture, of that organization, of, of that government, right? So, however, at some point, the ball can get enough energy that it pops out of that basin, right? It goes right up to the edge and a little bit more, and it pops out. And at that point, it can leave the basin and enter an entirely new state. Now, the deeper and wider that basin is, the harder it is for the ball to get out. Even though the ball is moving constantly, it seems like you're making progress. Oh, I almost made it to the change, but oh, and then the ball goes back and you're back in. So how often do we feel like that, right? Like two steps forward, three steps back, or um, I forget, there's a Paul Abdul song. I probably mangled it, right? But think about that. How often do you feel like, oh, we're almost there, and then you get pulled back in. It's that concept of that basin being deep and wide. And even though you're moving and making progress, you haven't quite escaped the basin. So when you do get out of the basin, what can be difficult is now you enter a different basin. And the question you might want to ask yourself is, how deep and wide is the new basin? Because if the new basin is very narrow and shallow guess what's going to happen? It's very easy for the ball to pop back into the deeper and wider original basin, right? So that new basin needs to be deeper and wider to prevent it from more easily escaping and returning to the original basin, right? So that's the establishment of a new culture, of a new regime. It's very difficult, right? Because it's new, it's not as deep, it's there's a tendency for things to go back to the way they are. And if you picture the narrow basin versus the deep one, you can see visually um, how that can make a lot of sense. Um, two more concepts that they share, um, which I find extremely helpful, are the concepts of feedback loops. So they share two different types of feedback loops. The first is called a balancing feedback what a balancing feedback loop does, it, it helps temper the rate of change in a system. It slows it down. So whatever change is trying to be made, it says, oh, take it easy. Let's reevaluate and slows the ball down, right? So if you imagine the ball is trying to move fast, it's, it's slowing that ball from moving too quickly and popping out. The second type of feedback loop is the opposite. It's called a reinforcing feedback loop and this is something that speeds up the change so organizationally societally um, legislatively you know what could be changing uh, to accelerate uh, that movement and that change so it's important to understand uh, that there are different forces at play uh, in the organization and without the organization that can either accelerate or decelerate that change. So it's important to also understand about the existence of those feedback loops and how that will impact whether the ball is staying in the basin it is or is more likely to jump out and land in another basin, perhaps the one that it recently just left. So I'd like you what I'd like you to ask yourself today is for any sort of change you're trying to make. In an organization, maybe it's a different way of treating people. Maybe it's a salary equity thing. Uh, Maybe it's just the approach to customers um, or to, you know, the way you support people in the organization. What are the balancing Feedback loops? What are the things slowing that down and saying, well, you know, we're going to have to take it a little bit easy here. We can't move too fast on this. Why don't we have another meeting or why don't you prepare another deck and present it in six months Uh, because we don't want to move too fast on that? And how do you address um, or deal with those balancing feedback loops? And um, in addition, what are the reinforcing feedback loops? What are the trends? That are aligned with the change you're trying to make what are the things that are supporting it and making it more likely to happen and adding momentum to your efforts because if you understand that you can naturally align support and more power uh, behind what it is that you're trying to do well thanks so much for listening to executive presence morsels i've had a lot of fun sharing these concepts with you on revolutions week remember it's not what you say do or wear it's how you make people feel that generates executive presence nothing else matters if you like please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode brought to you by our sponsors Have you ever shared a great idea only to be ignored or have someone else take the credit? Why do some people consistently seem to advance faster? Have you ever implemented performance feedback and expected things to change, only to have a new hurdle placed in front of you? I'm Joe Kwan, The Connection Counselor. After years of coaching clients and while writing my book, Unlock Your Executive Presence, I discovered executive presence is the key to unlocking your career. But what is it? How do you get it? And can it be taught? In my online course, Executive Presence and the Diversity Dilemma, we explore how executive presence works. You may be surprised to learn, as was I, that it has nothing to do with what you say, do, or wear. Most courses fail because they only teach you how to copy executive presence. We'll start off by revealing how it actually works which is based on how you make people feel. Next, we'll explore the six degrees of executive presence, which will help you generate it on demand. Finally, we'll cover how to make your authenticity an asset, the power of introverts, and generating executive presence in virtual meetings. If you are a high potential professional with the skills to advance, but who is struggling to get the right attention, then this course is for you first module is free, so join us today on Udemy.com so you can be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Welcome to Season 16 of Executive Presence Morsels, and hope you're having a fun 2022 so far. You know what's not fun? Stress, Right? I haven't met many people who said, stress is really fun. I want more stress. Well, today we're going to try to be a little more nuanced about that. And this week, we're really going to talk about stress and leadership and how the two can interact and and try to expand our minds in terms of how we view stress, as well as uh, more adaptive ways to deal with it. I owe a huge debt of gratitude for a lot of the content this week from a fabulous book that I read, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, called Hijacked. The truth is, it's not easy coming up with content for a daily podcast like Executive Presence Morsels. One way I keep things fresh is by constantly learning from others. An easy and convenient way to do this is through audiobooks, and the Rolls-Royce of audiobooks is Audible. Today, our listeners can try a free 30-day trial of Audible Premium Plus, which gives you credits for up to two premium titles of your choosing, access to the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible Originals. It's a buffet and no credits needed. And a friendly email reminder before your trial ends. Go to www.connectioncounselor.com slash bookme to sign up And while you're there, check out my latest book reviews. Thank you for supporting our show. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you again. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence Morsel.